Hi, thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is the 101st episode, so it's a 101. And I thought, well, what better way to honor that and to celebrate it, really, than by having an Intuition 101 episode, which I haven't done in a while. And so I thought, let's bring it back and let's talk about subtle energy bodies. There's going to be a lot of information in this episode. So it might be one that you save and go back and listen to, or one where you say, nope, Vic, that just sent my head overboard and I don't have enough space for that right now. I'll come back to you later. The subtle energy is what makes up our auric field. Around your physical body, you have the aura. And you may have seen this in Curlian photography get your aura picture taken, which by the way, go ahead and do it, have a good time, but also know that your field is constantly changing. So that picture of it is not a end-all be-all forever picture. And speaking of end-all be-all, I do not believe myself to be. So this is based on what I have learned, what I know, and how I use energy to do my own readings and for myself, for others, and in my coaching and the energy of a business. Everything has an energy body. Everything has an aura. And this subtle energy or the subtle energy bodies exist outside your physical body. And I'm going to talk about seven of them. And each of these seven also connect to uh, the seven chakras. And we have way more than seven chakras, but for the sake of time and not blowing up your brain, I am going to keep it to the seven main ones. Um, You've likely seen pictures where it's the rainbow color up starting at the root chakra and going up through the crown chakra. And although chakras don't have colors, they do have vibrations. So you know, maybe the colors came about in a way to depict the different vibrational frequencies that exist within us. So if you think of yourself as a gobstopper, or if you're too young to know what a gobstopper is, think of yourself as having a rainbow of energy around you. And there's different layers of it um, and it just builds on itself and gets further and further out. The subtle energy has different names across uh, cultures and beliefs. It's, It's all the same, that energy. It's divine energy that transcends physical time and space and connects all life. Plants have auras. Animals have auras. If you've ever looked at a mountain or looked at the ocean and been totally blown away by the energy, you were picking up on the auric energy of whatever you were enjoying. So sometimes it is called uh, mana or ki or prana or chi. Did not mean to rhyme those, but that's what happens (laughs) when you start playing around in the energy fields. I get a little loopy. This is what I use to work with people. I will look through their fields and I don't name them. I, I wrote them down so I could keep track of it for the sake of this podcast. But most of the time when I'm working with someone, I'm not looking at them and saying, oh, in your celestial body, this thing is going on. Because quite frankly, I can't remember when I'm in there. It's just a matter of frequency. And the reason I bring it up and, and I wanted to do an episode on it was because I, I want you to know how amazing you are and just how much frequency you have and how many different bodies. So if you're feeling especially tired, maybe it's a good time to look at 
what's going on in one of those energy fields. I just had this recently for myself. I was having a lot of clenching of my jaw at night and I wasn't feeling particularly stressed. Couldn't really figure out where it was connected just in case my own subconscious was hiding something from me because you know it's cute. It does like to do that sometimes. One night in meditation just looked through the different bodies to figure out what was going on and did I have you know, a fur ball stuck somewhere. And then I, I realized what was happening is I had been doing meditations before I went to bed and then I fell asleep because I was tired and I was just leaving myself way too open to everybody's thoughts and, and processes and hurt and stress. So I was clenching on other people's stress. And while I have a good mouth guard, um, I just don't want to do in my jaw and my ear that way. So by looking through the different fields, I was able to realize that and then just change my meditation to earlier in the evening, um, just in case, you know, I zonked out again. So subtle energy can be used to point us in so many directions. It's like if you've ever gone to an acupuncturist and they take your pulse and they take it on both wrists. It's just amazing to me what they know from that and all the research and all the experience that's there to be able to pick up on the subtle pulse. Well, that's also your subtle energy that's being used. And the flow and movement of the subtle energy throughout the body can have major effects on your health and well-being. Um, I swear my acupuncturist, I say to him, it's creepy when he does it, but not when I do it. You know, he'll take my pulse and it'll be like second toe from the right bothering you, Vicky. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. When I'm reading for someone, I'm like, well, it's right there. It's fine. This subtle energy is just amazingly full of energy and you can feel in someone when their energy is stagnant or imbalanced. And a lot of the times that can lead to not feeling well or illnesses or clenching your jaw in the middle of the night. All seven of the subtle bodies are made up then of subtle energy. And I have been known to say that the intuitive is not like a, you know, it's not like a brick that's going to hit you over the head or a billboard that's going to pop up or anything like that. It's very subtle. Well, this is why, because the subtle bodies are made up of subtle energy and it can be, but very rarely is it overt. And I think a lot of that is so that we have to pause and pay attention. And together, all these subtle bodies and subtle energy make up your auric system, which again is that energy system outside of your body. So what I'd like to do is go through and I'm going to name off and give you a little bit of information about each of the bodies. And you can certainly look this up. Wheels of Light has, that book has a lot of information in it. And there's probably more books and manuals in, out there than we could possibly name. But if you look up subtle energy bodies, you'll get the information or auric field. Just use your own intuition about what's the best books and all that. I really, if I had one to recommend, I would. Um, a lot of this I've done through my own intuitive practice and haven't written that book yet. So the subtle bodies begin at your physical body and then extends out. And they do correlate to the chakras, like I said, and the chakras run up and down well, they're on your spine and they work as, they look like ceiling fans to me if you tipped a ceiling fan on its side. So sometimes when I'm looking at someone, I can tell if 
they're out of balance because their chakras aren't moving or sometimes they're spinning so fast and that's where you get the people who talk really fast and they just keep going and they go from one subject to another and they just never stop it's like whoa slow down each subtle body has its own set of seven chakras within it too so there's so many layers to you and this is why I want you to understand why you can be affected by someone having a bad mood and not even necessarily connecting to you, but they're kind of spewing their energy a little bit. And you can be affected by watching the news or you can be, um, you know, just suddenly feel sad and not know where it came from. And it could be that somebody else's energy is now within your subtle bodies or your auric field and they have different densities within them um, and your physical body is affected by this so it's good to learn about it so that you can then give yourself a little bit of credit but then assess if something needs cleaning up one of the statements that I, I'll say is do you mind if I swiffer you and that simply means like going through the energy field and picking up all the dust bunnies I personally believe that we should only be the ones that are balancing our chakras so if somebody ever suggests to me I'm going to balance your chakra they usually get the what's known as the mama vicky look and that look says back the hell up because I just think that we can do it ourselves and I don't think that somebody else's energy should be in our chakras assess it look at it um, help the person to balance their own fantastic get in there and play with it no not cool and I know there's a lot of energy practitioners that are going to be mad about that but you know what it's how I feel and I've seen the damage that can be done by someone messing around with somebody else's chakras and I've had to clean up that damage sometimes and I just want everybody to be responsible for their own energy system because it's your energy and you may not necessarily know where it's going or what you're picking up on but I promise you you know your center and your your base of what's best for you. So the etheric body is the innermost of the seven subtle bodies. So it's the one the closest to your physical body. It's only a couple inches off of your physical self. And it's the one that, because it's so close, affects your physical body the most. Not all illnesses originate in this, but there can be some challenges in the etheric body that affect and, and then deplete the physical self. It has the lowest vibrational frequency. So as we go up through the chakras, the frequencies get higher. And as we go up through the subtle energy bodies, your frequency gets higher in each one. And the etheric body carries the blueprint of the physical body and therefore is more dense. Um, it's amazing. And it's why I suggest that everybody be in the practice of removing etheric cords. Because when we're connecting with others, we send out these um, filaments, these cords of information. And I believe that this is a way that we're receiving information too. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And yes, some people know how to throw that energy and it's not cool. But if you get in the practice of it every day asking for the etheric cords to be removed from your physical self and from your auric field, it will help you to feel lighter and to feel not as stressed. I always ask Archangel Michael. So the next body is the emotional body. And it's about three inches off your physical body. Um, and again, just like the, the picture of your aura will change, so will the base and how much you're extended out. Actually, I would suggest if you're going out into 
well, can't really go out in a big public places right now, but if you're going like to a doctor's office or something that you actually pull your energy field in and not have it wandering around out there. But for the sake of this, let's uh, pretend we're walking out in the middle of the woods where it's beautiful to let your energy fields just wander. So the emotional body is about three inches up from your physical body and it does dictate your feelings. And this is why it can be challenging to be empathic because if you got hit with somebody else's energy and it hits that emotional center, it can often trigger a reaction. And this is also why it's important to know your feelings, to have a certain faculty, you know, and, and be able to manage your feelings and understand your emotions so that if something slams into your emotional body, you're not losing your mind um, or your manners. So f- if you have frequent arguments with others, if you have anxiety, um, certain levels of depression, not chemical, but certain levels of depression can be because there's some debris going on in the emotional body or you're out of balance in your emotional body. It's too big and it's uh, just overwhelmed. This is the part of the aura that will change to many different colors of the rainbow depending on your emotions. So for people who can see colors around people, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, they were bright pink today or they were blue or it's not this body tends the emotional body tends to be the show off if you will it will extend out and be like that um that big light at the airport when it's foggy healing the emotional body you do that by taking responsibility for your emotions and moving forward from past events or beliefs that you're holding on to it's so important to pay attention to what's going on in there The next one is the mental body. The mental body extends three to eight inches away from the physical and it contains the thoughts and the mental processes, um, imagination, memory, information gathering. It is often associated with your solar plexus. So this is the trust your gut um, chakra and just above your belly button. And the mental body has a higher frequency than the other two because we're going up, right? And someone's field can become very vibrant frequency of yellow when they're deep in thought. Um, It will change, again, like the emotional body, if a person is emotional. So the mental body also, all of these are really important to keep them, you know, nice and cleaned up. And this is why it's a good idea to have some kind of physical practice to get rid of energy, to release it. Because when it gets caught in that chakra and when it gets caught in the mental body, that's when you get looping thoughts. And that's when you get stressful, never going to get it all done thoughts and things like that. So having a little check-in to see, wow, is my mental body like freaking out right now? And what can I do to help it? And physical activity often helps a lot with the mental, the emotional, and the etheric body. So the next one is the astral body. And this is the bridge from the physical body to the spiritual realms. The etheric and the emotional and the mental bodies are most energetically dense and because they're the experiencing the physical level. The astral body transcends the physical and acts like a connector or a bridge or an interpreter even to the spirit realm. So it's in the heart area and that 
again, is the communication with spirit, I think, with the divine. And it's also the place, it's the body that is most activated when you're dreaming or if you have a visit from someone, if you feel like you've had a dream from someone who's passed and you can talk about it months later and you can still feel it, you were in your astral body while you were sleeping and you actually did have that visit because someone who's passed, it's easier to access us when we are in the frequency of the astral realm and the astral body. So they're in the astral realm. When you're in your astral body, the communication is easier because they don't have to lower their frequency as much. So when I was doing a lot of mediumship work, I spent a lot of time in the astral realm and it was sometimes hard to be in my physical self. The astral body can be used during astral projection, um, remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, And sometimes when I'm doing a session with someone, if I really need to understand what's going on behind the scenes for them or in their body, I will use my astral body to connect up with their astral body to link it. And it ends up being like a USB cord and it sends the information through to my body. It allows you to explore the non-physical realm um, to enter these other dimensions. It extends like one foot in the physical body and one foot in the non-physical. So it often reflects a myriad of colors. And it's actually really pretty. So the next is the etheric template body. And a little bit confusing because the etheric field we already talked about, this is the etheric template field. And it extends about two feet out. And It exists long before your physical body does, and it can be very helpful in healing. Um, It's the energy field that when, again, when I was doing mediumship work, I would tap into because if someone was looking for communication, say from their father. Now, their father in this lifetime had many other lifetimes and many other incarnations as different souls. So I can't tap into all those. It wouldn't make it much sense to the person sitting in front of me who wants to connect with their dad. So what I would do is tap into this etheric template body because that held the blueprint of the lifetime that he was the dad to this person in, in this lifetime. It's confusing, I know. Um, there's a lot going on and <laughs> sometimes I don't even want to stop and think about it because if I stop to think about how much energy I'm perceiving, then I can get a little bit <laughs> overwhelmed. But I think it's really important to understand it, to know it, so then you can also know where you're wandering and <laughs> know what's going on. Um, so this body is... Think of it as the holding place when you're in soul and you decide to come back to a new life in this one and your mom is is pregnant with you, your etheric template body is creating the blue is the blueprint for that physical body that will then be created. So uh, there's a lot going on here. And it's amazing, really, that all of this works. Science has been able to tap into it, but not necessarily capture it. So it's been studied enough that its effects um, known to exist. We're getting better at picking it up, the better our machines get. And the, and the more science opens up and scientists open up their mind to this amazing uh frequency and vibration that we are 
I think we will be in a place where science and the non-physical energy alternative, although I think it's the original and shouldn't be called alternative, uh, medicine fields can connect. So the next body is the celestial body. And it's going to make sense from its name, right? That the celestial body connects us to the divine, also through the heart chakra. So the celestial body allows you to reach a level of awareness and mm, connectedness in alignment with what we consider universal forces. It has a frequency of joy, of love, of connection, bliss even. And it, I believe true communication with spirit happens through the heart because if it happened through our head, it, you know, your your human self just gets in the way and the experience, it, because that's the brain, right? It's a computer and it processes and it's got some programs going there. So divine connection is through the heart and it exists. The celestial body exists purely in the spiritual realm, even though the connectiveness and energy comes through what we consider our heart space. Um, it's obviously not the organ that's doing it. It's the energy field And it often happens like in meditation and when the lower bodies are quiet. So in order to connect to the celestial body, really hard to do during a workout, right? So you do the workouts or the hike or something for those lower subtle body energies. And when it comes to the celestial body, you practice meditation or um, connectedness with another person you can do it that way, heart to heart. Oh, I used to love that show. It was on in the 80s. I, that was my favorite show. Anyway, a little diversion there. <laughs> but in order to connect into that celestial body, you have to let go of the physical awareness and get a little floaty. So the seventh and final body is the causal body. And the causal body is sometimes described as the soul because it contains all the information of the lower bodies. I don't completely agree with that because I know the soul to be a collection of all of our experience. So I think all the bodies are in there. But if you read a lot of the times the causal body will, will say it's the soul. And it's also... It is, though, where the knowledge that you are one with the divine, that you do come from this energy of pure love, and that you are an amazing work in process, comes from the the causal body. So this extends up to five feet from the physical body. For someone that's only 5'5", five five, that's amazing to me. <laughs> it has the highest frequency. It is a bright gold color. Because of this, if people are connected with their causal body, there's a knowing there. It's an intrinsically know that they are one with the universe. It's a feeling that when I connect with it, it's actually given me so much peace about whatever's going on in our human interactions or the process. And it actually gives me a lot of peace towards the crossing process because I've been blessed enough to be with a couple people who have passed um, or have been so close to passing that I was able to feel their causal body right there activated and connecting in with their non-physical self. And boy, if I could bottle that, I would. 
Um, because I feel like we would be kinder to each other if we recognize that everybody has this causal body and um, it's not to excuse poor behavior, but it is to have a little bit of awe in all that we are that I think our physical head just cannot wrap around um, the concepts. The causal body is also thought to be the part of you that reincarnates. That's why the soul thing is is connected in there. Um, it retains some information um, of the other bodies and and takes that into the into the next life and again that's where you get the little one who has that talent or people are just gifted in a certain area or proficient even um it pretty much you can guarantee that they have a memory chip in their in their causal body from a previous experience and um if you were ever to do a past life regression or do some kind of hypnosis, it's often through the causal body that that traveling happens. And I know there's a lot of information here and I don't expect you to walk around trying to identify each body, but it might be a great idea for you to begin learning and seeing if you can perceive them in some way. If you can feel where, like, can you even feel the energy two feet off your body? Can you feel it, your energy field? Don't worry about identifying the individual subtle bodies. Don't worry about identifying them, but can you feel that? And, you know, if you've ever had a balloon, you know how you rub it and then you can feel the static on the outside of the balloon? Ah, that's you. You are a balloon. So maybe begin practicing that. And giving yourself the playfulness and the fun of seeing yourself with all these bodies. And then the next time you feel frustrated or you feel sad or anything that feels yucky, uh, maybe take a moment and say, hang on, did something get stuck in my emotional field? Is there something in my mental field? Do I need to do a good swiffering here and just clean things out? Because when you get in the practice of doing that, you will then walk around much more clear about who you are and how you want to be in the world. And I say that often because I do believe in the ripple effect. So the more of us that are taking the time to understand how just amazingly you are put together and how you are both physical and non-physical, you're this soul and you're this physical self, and how all of that is related, the more you know about it, uh, the more you can have your own balance and the more that you can represent that in the world. And then we may just experience it. So this was Intuition 101 (laughs) and Episode 101. And thank you for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And hey, take care of those subtle energy bodies, won't you? Thank you for listening to this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. I appreciate you being here. And as always, you can get a hold of me on any of the social platforms at coachvickybaird.com or you can email info at vickybaird.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. Thank you so much.